The Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 96. How important is leadership in schools? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your current situation, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in teaching. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Daniel Bauer. Daniel is a school administrator, podcaster, and the founder of Better Leaders, Better Schools, where he specializes in leadership development in schools. Also, Daniel is the host for the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast show, which is about promoting leadership methods for teachers which they can apply into the classroom. If you're interested in pursuing a career in teaching, this podcast show is a must listen. For that reason, it's fantastic to have Daniel as a special guest on the show. That's when today's episode, Daniel will share his teaching career journey and explain to you how important is leadership in schools. Daniel, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? Whew, that's a while ago, Ed. So I've been in education, you know, two decades. Uh, and I was, I, I was a classroom teacher for a while, while uh, reading English, uh, language arts. That's what we call it in the States. Um, and from there, you know, I just always had a passion to see that metaphorical light bulb go off in somebody's, you know, mind. Uh, I just love to help people. And I told my mom, you know, I don't want to be stuck behind a desk, uh, you know, pushing paper or whatever. And I want to inspire people and, and just have that type of interaction. So I went into teaching and uh, actually going back a few more years, um, my best friend's uh, dad, uh, John Brogan, so his dad was Jack, you know, he was a very successful businessman. He traded stocks on the Chicago uh, Stock Exchange. And looking at what they had, and Ed, they had everything in the world. Uh, I asked him, you know, what, what was his secrets? What advice did he have for me? And that type of thing. And I'm a young guy, you know, 10, 11 years old. And he said, Danny, if I could do it all over again, I would be a teacher. It blew my mind. It blew my mind because, you know, I I thought he had it all in terms of anything he wanted, his kids wanted. They had multiple houses. They had nice cars, all this stuff like on the outside looking in, you know, what society would call success. He had it. And he said he'd, he'd give up all that stuff to just be able to pour into people. So that really that changed the trajectory of my young life. And it gave me this idea that life is about service, you know, or you're going to be more satisfied, you're going to have more joy and all that kind of stuff. So then back to the metaphorical light bulb, working with peers, uh, I enjoyed all that. So I went into uh, college and I wanted to become a teacher. Now, I wanted to be a math teacher, not a reading teacher. Uh, But I saw the guys coming out with, uh, you know, their pocket protectors and 
now now they're cool the big thick rimmed glasses and all that kind of stuff and none of them had a girlfriend on their arm and i said okay this life is not for me and i went into poetry uh and i love that you can you know interpret a poem a thousand different ways whatever so taught for many many years went into instructional coaching i was happy at, as a leader of my classroom i love the value i was uh, giving there i love the relationships with the kids and one day, my friend uh, DeAndre, who was my workout buddy, and we, we had been college buddies or whatever, and then both uh, educators, he said, hey, yo, I'm going to be a principal over at this school, and I want you to join our leadership team. And I'm thinking, what? I've been a teacher. So he asked me to think about it, pray about it, that kind of thing. And after some reflection, I realized, you know what? I think I want to I give this a shot. So that that's all it took Ed, for me to move from classroom teacher to school leadership was saying somebody saying, I want you on the team. I think you could add a lot to what we're trying to do. And I think you have the leadership skills uh, to help you be effective at this level. So long story short, you know, uh, joined the team, started pursuing my graduate degree and I was assistant principal principal. And now I'm the director and founder of uh, Better Leaders, Better Schools. I find this really interesting. Now, reflecting back to that 11-year-old, what have you learned the most from that journey from a career perspective as lessons of life? Yeah, you know, if you're, if you're chasing, right, if you're chasing fi- some type of financial goal, and these things aren't bad, you need goals to pursue. But if that's the main focus, like the money or the car or the house or whatever, you know, here's what's going to happen. If you're like me or you're a hard worker, you're going to achieve it. Then what? You see what I'm saying? Okay, I've, I've climbed the mountain. I've achieved everything, every goal that I've set in front of me. And that's still not enough. You know what I mean? And I think that's why you see some people just get themselves in a lot of trouble. But if you if you go all in on relationships, if you're really about service, if you're about helping, if you're about inspiring, encouraging and and helping other people achieve their goal. uh, For me, that's given me a lot more satisfaction. Um, The neat thing, too, in, in tracing the trajectory of my career now, I'm back to being a teacher. My classroom has just changed Ed, And so. You know, I've, I've formed this leadership community and my, my elevator pitch is that I, I help school leaders fight isolation and frustration through a leadership community uh, in order to gain clarity and find solutions to their greatest problems. And I do that through a group coaching experience that I call a mastermind for school leaders. But that's my classroom now. And the cool thing Ed, is that, you know, I have I have 40 clients from eight different countries around the world. And these people are like they're hungry. Right. They want to grow. Uh, they're humble. They ask questions. They, they're not afraid to admit when they don't know the answer uh, or they've messed up and they want to be pushed and challenged and be better. And again, it's like it's all about helping them do their best. And if I help them be a success, then everything that I want out of life, you know, it, it, it just has a way of working out. Absolutely. And just from a career perspective for the listeners who are about to graduate from university, for example, in your opinion, what core skills do you need to pursue a career in teaching from your experience? Yeah. So, you know, we talked a lot about service, you know, already and uh, uh, adding value to organizations. Um, You know, I I think when I coach my school principals, when they are uh, looking for a new job and this this would translate to your audience as well. 
Can you do your due diligence and your research, whatever organization you're trying to join, and can you uh, identify what their core principles or core values are, right? And then be able to tell stories and actually demonstrate how you live those core values out, you know? Uh, So I think it's having an understanding of your audience, right? Or the people that you're trying to serve, or in this case, the organization you're trying to join. And if they're about X, Y, and Z, we'll show them that you do X, Y, and Z, right? And that you have a proven track record with that. Uh, And and thinking about core values as well is like uh, having a healthy, you know, self-image and and, and the ability to to reflect on yourself. and, And are you clear on who you are, what your principles are, right? And your core values. So not only knowing what theirs are and how you can serve them in that way, but can you express who, who you are and what you're all about, right? When you're at your best and you show up, what are the four to five words that, you know, express the type of person that you are? And think about, too, the, the routines and rituals that get you there, right? And so, you know, unpacking that a bit to your question is, uh, like, are, are you setting aside time each day to do things that are going to help you be your best so that when you show up at, at the job or you show up, you know, you have a partner, family or whatever, you know, uh, even just hanging out with friends that you are the best version of yourself uh, because people, you know, that you're going to act like a magnet. You're going to repel the ones that aren't supposed to be around you and the ones that need to be around you. You're going to attract them and and just great stuff's going to happen, I think, when when you get great people around you and then you show up at your best. Absolutely. It sort of relates to today's main topic. How important is leadership in schools? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've heard this phrase that uh, when a school principal gets sneezes, everybody gets a cold, right? And there's a, um, there's a session that I teach. I used to do a, a free group coaching session, uh, and it's called Living and Leading at Your Best. And now it's, now it's on my website, betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash live dash at dash your dash best. So live at your best. Um, so I recorded it to reach more people. It's a 36 minute video. Uh, and then there's an application um, exercise for you to, to make sure you get into those routines. Uh, but back to your question, you know, a, a main tenant or, f- you know, foundation of that session is that leaders are actually weathermen or weather women. You control the climate with how you show up. And we were just talking about that a second ago. So, if you show up with negative energy, you know, if I was down in energy right now, if, if I if I just woke up a minute ago and then hopped on the interview or who knows if I was working right until we had this time. And instead of, you know, taking five minutes to recenter myself, let's say, and, and think about how I want to uh, address your listeners and show up to this interview, et cetera, you know, you bring a different type of energy. Right. And so that's why I mean, school leadership is so important. There's a quote that I love that everybody wins when a leader gets better, right? So if you're talking about everyone getting a cold or everybody wins when a leader gets better or that you're a weatherman, weather woman as a leader, you control the climate, like leadership's essential, you know? Where, where the leader goes, the organization goes. Doesn't mean that you have to rule with iron fist. I think that's actually a pretty terrible way to, to lead. But how you show up absolutely impacts 100%, you know, the way your culture goes. So just from a career perspective, what inspired you to set up Better Leaders, Better Schools? I mean, right from the day you went, right, this needs to happen and, you know, to where you are now. Yeah, so 
I was listening. Uh, well, I was a friend recommended um, to to listen to a podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire by John Lee Dumas. So I'm sure you're familiar with that. Absolutely. I see you smiling and nodding your head. <laughs> and, and, you know, he's interviewing entrepreneurs and talking about lessons learned and failures, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, well, who does this for school leaders? And so then I just got curious and I looked at uh, iTunes. And I started typing in school leadership, principles, you know, education. And, yeah, there were podcasts out there, but there weren't too many. And to be to be honest, to be completely honest, you know, I thought I could create a better show than what was out there. So the other part of it was not only did that show not exist, but part two would be that as an aspiring and a, a leader that was growing with more responsibility, I wasn't get it, getting the training uh, and development that I wanted within my district. And so I could either complain about it and whine about it and nothing would change, you know, or I could be a part of the solution. So if the reality is, okay, the district's not going to develop me, like there's literally, there's nothing I could register for or some type of class to go to, like it just doesn't exist. So I figured if I'm gonna sharpen my skill set, I'm gonna just start talking to people that are smarter, that have more experience, that have had massive failures and learned from them, and I'm just gonna sit at their feet and learn, and I'm gonna put it on iTunes as a free podcast and then fill that gap. Uh, the mastermind that came about because I joined a mastermind and initially I just wanted to learn like how to be a better man and how to grow a podcast. Right. And from there, <laughs> I learned that this could actually turn into a business by serving, you know, school leaders at a high level and, and they helped me scale it. Uh, I was transformed so much at personally and professionally within the mastermind. I again, looked at my industry and I, and, I, and I saw, wow, if I had this experience where I wasn't being developed, there's probably a lot of me that exists, not only in the U.S., but around the world. You know, and I, I mentioned uh, earlier in the interview, right, now there's 40 clients, eight countries, Ed, right, four different continents around the world. And so we meet, you know, virtually, but it, it, it's all about identifying gaps in problems and then you becoming a part of the solution. So taking a very active role within it and and it's just been awesome. Uh, and helping people has allowed me to live a, a pretty interesting life now. Well, Daniel, I'm certainly learning off you. Just for the listeners listening, could you explain to listeners the type of topics you discuss on your podcast show? Yeah, it's typically just education and leadership. So, I mean, you, you could be a business leader and still glean something from the show. Uh, we'll talk a bit about education, but not necessarily all the time. And I do interview a lot of people outside of the industry. Um, but it is, I mean, the main listener for sure is school principals, assistant principals, instructional coaches, teachers, and superintendents. Just relating to what you're doing now, what have you been up to recently? Yeah, you know, I, you're a part of the book launch team. And so uh, we're in the throes of that, um, trying to figure it out. And I have a need for speed. I like to execute quickly. I had a number of publishers approach me and they want to do a book. And I, I'm definitely going to do it with some established publishers in the future. Uh, but I, I had already written a manuscript following a little productivity system that I, that I have for myself. And, uh, I had a 43,000 word document and I didn't want to wait two years to get it out. I wanted to get it out in six months, uh, to a year, but that's, that's the biggest thing. And I'm not hundred percent what the title will be. You know, if people check out betterleadersbetterschools.com and maybe join the newsletter or, just follow me on social media. Believe me, I'll be talking about the book. 
But my heart um, was, again, just to inspire, encourage, empower school leaders. Even if you're not a, a school leader, if you you know just graduating college or whatever, the principles within the book are just going to help you be a successful human being, right? And I think a better human being. And the, the main idea of the book is I read um, Seth Godin. Are, you know Seth Godin? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So he wrote a, a manifesto for schools called Stop Stealing Dreams. And in that in that uh, manifesto, he says, hey, critique my ideas, you know, tear the book apart or write your own manifesto. And I thought it'd be cool for my first book ever to take action on what Seth said. And so basically, I'm doing Stop Stealing Dreams Part 2. This is my version of what makes a successful school operate. And back to, you know, your question, how important is leadership within schools? It's just, you know, it doesn't matter the industry, but are you taking care of yourself? Are you showing up your best? And it's basically a, a number of routines and rituals and ideas that you can take action on, small things you can take action on that will lead absolutely to big change. Uh, so it's very accessible. Again, despite your industry, despite your age, doesn't matter. I think you could plug into it and see instant results and big results if you execute and you're consistent. Absolutely. And this is one area I look forward to being involved with you with regards to your book launch, because <laughs> I think it's really, really important. Just on a personal note, Daniel, what have you enjoyed the most from your career journey looking back now? Oh, man. You know, we talked about the, the service piece, but the other thing is that do exercises that are going to chisel away at your ego. Yeah. You feeling me there? <laughs> like when, when I'm in a judger mindset, when I always think that I have the right answer, you know, I remember sitting in meetings and just saying like, that's a terrible idea. Like this is what we need to do. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> and, you know, thankfully, um, in those specifically in those meetings I'm thinking about, it was in a space where I was very connected and comfortable um, with the people I worked with. And we hung out a lot outside of school quite a bit, too. So they knew my heart was uh, really to try to come up with the best idea. And I wasn't trying to tear down others. But if, if we didn't have that type of trust and understanding, like, ooh, that would that would be like throwing a grenade into the room. And so I try to I try to do a lot to uh, just get rid of my, you know, my ego as best as possible. And, you know, I was I was listening um, to an audio book called uh, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And it's sort of um, an interpretation of the Tao Te Ching uh, that a friend recommended I should just explore. Um, but there was this verse, I think it's in line 18, verse 18 or something. Uh, but the, the idea is this, Ed, great leaders have influence when their people say, look at what we accomplished. Okay. And if I could, you know, unpack that just for a second, that means that you've led in such a way that you've empowered your team and your people that you haven't ruled with an iron fist. You haven't micromanaged. You haven't told them everything they need to do. You probably asked a lot of questions you're probably very curious and probably really encouraging. And at the end of the day, when when the organization met those and achieved those goals, even though it probably was your vision, right? And you stewarded the whole process, but you created an environment where people thrived 
and they owned the work. And they said, look at what we achieved, right? It's not about, look at what Danny did for us, you know? It's look at what we did. And that's a huge uh, life lesson that I've learned. Get rid of that ego. Gosh, I really do hope the listeners listen to that as much as I did just then. (laughs) Danny, I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university students who are unsure what they want to do as a career after their graduation? You don't have to have it all figured out. You know, uh, a lot of us and I, even myself leaving a, a university, like, man, I, you know, I felt like I need to know the track of life that I'm supposed to be on. And especially the modern human being, you know, research shows that they, they, they change jobs uh, in industries. And guess what? That's OK. I would I would try to explore more what is the type of things you like to do as opposed to like the type of industry you need to be connected to where can you offer the most value what what lights you up inside and uh, gives you purpose and, and you know the biggest idea too is to uh, dream big don't play small you know doesn't matter your age like you could have the biggest impact in the world and be 18, 19, 20, 21, doesn't matter, Uh, especially if you're passionate, you know, and and you're connected to those passions and living them out. Daniel, that is great. I really do hope the listeners take that on board of what you've just said. How can people interact with you online? I'm at Alien Earbud everywhere. And as a former English teacher, uh, there's there's a word game called an anagram where you take letters and you mix them up. And so if you take my name, Daniel Bauer, and you, you uh, mix up the letters, uh, it spells a lot of different stuff. But one of the things it spells is alien earbud. And I'm listening to you right now with earbuds. And I just think it's funny seeing an image of an alien with some earbuds in. So I picked it. And this is before I had the Better Leaders, Better Schools brand. And, you know, I have two other businesses that I run as well. It has nothing to do with that. So maybe from a branding point of view, not so clear. But I'll tell you what, there's a story there. And I bet the listeners will remember that this crazy guy, you know, mixed up the letters and formed this image of an alien uh, wearing earbuds. And uh, that's the best place uh, to find me. I'm, I'm out of the box. I, you know, I've always had to run away from organizations where they put me in a box. And so, you know, that's just the way I roll. And uh, that explains my social media handles. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Danny, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking with you today. Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks for letting me be on the show, Ed. I hope uh, listeners got a lot of value. And if they uh, need anything from me, please uh, reach out. I'm very active and want to serve. Wow. What an absolute fascinating interview from Daniel. And I really do hope you enjoyed that as much as I did For me, there are so many learning lessons I've taken from this podcast chat, but I'm going to be really honest. I said this to Daniel straight after our chat that he was one of my influencers for this year. And the reason why I'm saying this to you is that it doesn't matter what area you want to work in. You've got to have some sort of role model who you can aspire to be or learn from and I'm learning from Daniel all the time with how he comes across online, how he's so authentic and being himself in a way that needs to be taught in our global community. And I'm saying this to you because this is vital. If you see people in your area that you're interested in, in the sports industry or in this case teaching, 
be interested in them because they'll be interested in you and that's how you make any industry more better in the long run and for me what Daniel is doing is just fantastic refreshing and I just hope from what we spoke about you can apply some of the learning principles that Daniel shared during our podcast chat and apply it to your career journey now going forward and good luck now as always at the end of each interview I like to finish with an inspirational quote Daniel said, it doesn't matter your age, be connected to your passion and live them out in the work you do.